Now, the Bobby Curran Show on ESPN Honolulu. Has your mind changed since two weeks ago when we knew who was going to be playing in the Super Bowl? Mine is undergoing nothing dramatic, but I am I'm allowing for the possibility of a San Francisco win now. I, I wasn't the first week. I kind of thought I saw I thought all the planets were aligning in the favor of Kansas City. And I've only recently come back out of that. I, I think I still like I still like as an upset pick, I still like Kansas City. But I don't like them as much as I used to. So I don't I don't think it's a mortal cinch anymore. We're gonna find out. Uh, and that's the fun of it. And that's the fun that you're leading up to. This is only Wednesday. And we have till Sun you have till Sunday to continue putting your money down or making your bets or what have you. I saw a stat yesterday that said 80%, four out of every five American citizens bets on the Super Bowl. That seems high to me. Does it to you? I would have thought we had a larger moral majority than that, that maybe it wouldn't have even gotten quite to that level. Maybe not above 60 or 70 percent, but they say it is getting to 80 percent now, which is quite remarkable considering this Judeo-Christian society would be into gambling that heavily. Uh, it's, but it's apparently true. And, uh, you know, here's the one thing that can't happen. You cannot have players or coaches betting. That we know. I mean, everybody's, I think, I think everybody knows that. If you don't know it, you better get it in a hurry because you'll be out of the league in no time uh, if that's your deal. And you're at, you're at the worst, or at the least, I should say, you'll get a big suspension as a player. And I think that could be, depending on the circumstances, that could get huge, which is interesting because... I mean, why? how do we make this legal and then we put so many impediments and, oh, yeah, you can do it and you can't. And I suppose it makes sense to have anybody that can control the outcome uh, have, you know, have restrictions on that. You cannot bet, period. And they do. So and expect that doesn't happen very often. Even in the regular season, it doesn't happen very often because the penalties are severe. And as the end took the NFL a while to convince people, but they convince guys who are prone to gamble that we'll catch you. If you gamble on our games, we'll know it. And punishment shall be swift. And I think that's how it is. I, and I, I'm glad it's that way. Because there's somebody once said there's one thing that could take the popularity away from NFL football. And that is to, for the fans to find out that it's fixed. If fans found out that this is not an honest game. Bad, now, I'm not talking bad calls. I'm talking about literally fixed, where someone is controlling the outcome. That would do it. That would be the end of the NFL, I do believe. And I, I don't 
suspect that this is a likelihood. I think the 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 overwhelming potential for capture and punishment is severe in this case. So I don't think it's going to happen. Okay, let's get to this. Have you had any revelations in the last, oh, say 10 days, that you th- where you think, you know what, I did think this, but now I think this. I'd love to know what that is. I kind of feel like that Brock Purdy is not going to be just handing off. He's going to be able, I think he's going to be able to throw the ball against that defense. If he can, it changes a lot. So that's my thought. I, I think that's going to be a possibility. Now, those who don't, some people just expect it to be 60 minutes of Mahomes magic. I, that also doesn't happen very often, that you get a whole game of magic. More often than not, what happens is you get, oh, a half or so of, of uh, Lamar Jackson type stuff. You know, not so spectacular, mixed in with some spectacular stuff. And that's what I would expect from even a Super Bowl, even though it's different teams. I, I kind of think that's what we're going to get. Maybe better to be on the side of the team that doesn't have as many crazy expectations. Because these crazy expectations all seem to be on the part of Kansas City. Certainly fans of those teams are thinking crazy, crazy stuff. I'm not. I don't think it's I don't think it's that likely. I think that I still think Kansas City I still would make them a small favorite, but I I no longer am expecting the drubbing that I was expecting. I think that's that's not unlikely. You got to remember not only is your team one of the best team in a conference, so is the other one. I mean, I, I just think we, we too often let that, we get that out of our minds. I am, uh, I've been busy watching Jeff Saturday here on the, uh, on the show with Stephen, Stephen A. And uh, what's his name? I want to say Chris Gerlis because I've been talking to him a little bit. But yeah, but his name is Chris Russo. And, uh, yeah, he goes by Mad Dog, but his its name is Chris Russo. This has resuscitated his career, I think, this whole deal, this uh, going on ESPN. Uh, I think he's breathing new life now on his, his, uh, his, his radio gig that is now satellite radio. So I think he's doing better and better. You know what's funny? It took me a while to realize we don't get that here. You can't, you can't go into a car dealership and order up the satellite radio that doesn't exist, doesn't, isn't here. So, I mean, listen, is that a big loss? Probably not. I mean, God knows how much more time I'd end up listening to radio. But there would be more variety. No question about that. So, but, but do we need it? Probably not. I think, I th- I would, in fact, I'd say emphatically not. But, uh, but it wouldn't hurt anybody either, on the other hand. Let me, unless you're missing classes or something. But let, let's get to something else that's, I think, somewhat interesting. We talked about this. This is a little more knowable than, like, trying to pick, okay, who's the MVP of the NBA? I just think, because now you're just picking, the, you're picking the MVP of a single game. 
That should be make that should narrow it down somewhat. So I think you're still around the usual suspects. You got to put the quarterbacks in because they're likely. I think Christian McCaffrey is is one of the, on the likely list. So is Travis. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Travis Kelsey, the husband, the groom. Uh, so is he. He's likely, I think. And uh, but I and I I would I'd say you know along with maybe Debo Samuel. Don't know that there's a whole lot on the offensive side for Kansas City. I think there might be just a couple. I think Isaiah Pacheco has worked his way in, which is interesting. Because two years ago, who'd ever heard of Isaiah Pacheco? I think that's just the truth. And But he's now, he's got himself a spot. And, and an important one. So he's, he is filling the role I think they thought Clyde Edward Hilaire was going to fill when he first signed out of LSU. I think that's what they were thinking. And that didn't quite work out that way. It's just that it wasn't that he was bad. He did get hurt a little bit, but then Pacheco just came over and took it by force, by storm. And I think that's how it works. And I, I got a couple things that I want to share with you. How do, in terms of first score, do you have a choice for first score? I think the first score is going to be Kansas City. In fact, I feel, I feel so sure of it, it should alarm me, and it does. So I'm not betting on it, but I do think that would be that one I feel strongly on. I don't want to be in here weeping on Monday morning because I, I plunged and I was wrong. You ever taken a, make it a big bet on a Super Bowl, Tanner? No, I've never uh, put down any money on a game before. At all? No, because it's illegal here. And I've lived here my entire life. Okay. Uh, you know, I think a lot of people get away from that, though, at some point. I mean, not not big, but I think a lot of people make join the 80% of Americans who apparently make small wagers on the Super Bowl. Have you ever done a box pool? I mean, like... Within, like, a family, like, Super Bowl watch party, when I was a kid, I put, like, five bucks into a pool once. But, like, other than that, I haven't right. really put any money down, like, per, like to, like, an official uh, gambling partner, you know. What's your perception of, say, say you go on a trip to Vegas for the Super Bowl? Would you feel like you're... I'd probably put money down then because, like, I could. But I don't think it's something that... Like, if it was legal here, like, if there were stuff like FanDuel or, like, the DraftKings, I'd probably, you know, put some money down. It's just that I, if it's not available to me and if, you know, I'd rather just not go out of my way to, to do it. But if it was available to me, I think, yeah, I would probably put some money down on, like, some small bets here and there. But nothing, like, egregious, like a weekly uh, huge, you know, a pile of money down on one game kind of deal. I don't think too many people. That's a minority of people who do that. They they're they're out there, but they're they're a minority. I think in a pretty big way. All right, let's get to this first team to score. Who do you think that'll be? I know this is kind of ridiculous because it is so subject to whim and you know. Odd plays, etc. But if you were going to bet that that bet, make that proposition, who would you bet on? I think I was going to go with the San Francisco 49ers just because. Um, why not? Uh, it's really like the coin flip, in my opinion. 
I feel like whoever gets the ball first is going to score first no matter what. So I would just flip a coin and just choose whoever's heads or tails, in my opinion. Wow. You're stepping out there on that one. Is that is that like a crazy thing to say? I think the Chiefs, you know, out of attrition can get a field goal out there. And then just because of how, like, talented that San Francisco offense is, both of these teams are not going to be wasting their early opportunities when they could script their uh, offensive game plan. So I think at least I think it's fair to say that at least we're going to get two straight possessions of scoring, in my opinion. I think that's likely. I think that I think that could well. Let's put it this way: I think it could very easily happen, which is. But I'm anticipating a fun game. I, I in terms of how it shapes up, it looks to be about as fun as one as we've had lately. I think. I just kind of feel like it's you know, it's destined for excitement, and let's hope it is. That'll be fun. Got a couple of other things going on. Want to mention uh, University of Hawaii. Basketball is tomorrow night. Uh, volleyball is tonight. So they got that men are playing Stanford, and of course the uh, the Rainbow Warrior men in basketball are going to be taking on UC San Diego. That's a good team. It, it, for when people find out, oh, they're not in the league yet officially. They're still in a waiting period. But don't go by the quality of their team. They they could win this league. I think they're in second right now to UC Irvine, but they could easily win this league, and they're very good. And so, but they're not going to get a chance by executive fiat. So that that's a shame because they should get to play, but they won't. So, but that's a tough challenge for Hawaii. You you got two in a row here. I mean, that's really because UC San Diego is pretty much every bit as good as uh, as San Diego. So I mean. That that's this, or I should say, UC San Diego is every bit as good as Irvine. Everybody thinks, uh, when they think of the Big West, thinks of Irvine. I I don't necessarily, uh, but uh, there was a time when I think we mostly did, uh, not so much anymore. So I'm 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 looking forward to this one. I think it's going to be. I think they're going to be good games, and I expect they will be. That's uh, and I think Stanford volleyball against UH that ought to be a heck of a match. I would suspect. So that, I think it's a great sports weekend coming up. Now, there's also other things going on. Tonight, for example, there's that uh, it's, it's not everyone gets this mixed up. They get, they get they confused. They conflate the, uh, the what's the awards program that they give kids money. It's a name, image, likeness. They, they kind of conflate that with national signing letter letter of intent day this is letter of intent day celebration it's at the sheraton tickets still available so you might want to uh go ahead and and get some of those because that's uh that should be a fun event tonight you'll have the new coaches on display new recruits on display and a couple of the veteran players that should be good fun and uh so if you if you if you got a sports jones this weekend you're in good shape you're gonna have Let's uh, let's let's go ahead and get our first guest on. Timmy Chang will be with us. He's going to talk a little bit about the event tonight and uh, how it's fitting in with all the new coaches. That should be fun stuff. Uh, UH men's baseball coach Rich Hill and UH women's coach Bud Nakamine 
joined forces for a chef zone for the first ever coaches cook-off. The coaches went head-to-head -head preparing dishes with Chef Alan Wong's guidance. Check out the full video out now on the ESPN Honolulu uh, YouTube page and Chef Zone's Instagram and Facebook. We'll be right back after this. Welcome back to our Wednesday edition of the program, and we want to welcome Timmy Chang, head football coach at the University of Hawaii. They are now several practices through the spring. Timmy, how goes it? Uh, it goes good. Morning, Bobby. It goes good. Uh, we're taking off this morning. Uh, we got a Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday schedule going on right now. Um, you know, and uh, it's, it's been good. It's been good. I they're definitely getting chippy out there. I mean, there's, they're fighting for the same leverage. They're fighting for the same fundamentals and technique. And so, uh, it's, it's been good though. It's, it, it's been it, we're a lot we're a lot different and better than where we were in our first year. I tell you that. Let me uh, ask you about the 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 how, what would I say the, the gestalt the group the kind of group uh, feel to the to the new the new roster of coaches. Yeah, it's a good feel. Uh, you know, they, the, these guys are. Uh, I, I, when I get a, when I get around my mentors, uh, uh, you know, um, and, and Dan Morrison being one of the top ones, uh, there's a sense of uh, calmness. Um, you know, I, I I've known Dan as, as when I was 18 and I was getting recruited, and then I, you know, we built a a, a friendship now. You know, going on 24 years or so, and but uh, but there's still that respect there. That uh, that I have for him and that admiration that uh, you know, this is the guy that you know taught me a lot about the game, taught me a lot about life. Um, so you know, he brings that sense of calmness to me, um, and, and it makes me better. And overall, if it's going to make me better, I'm gonna I'm gonna be able to coach coach my guys and this team better. And so uh, he he does that for us. Uh, coach Jeff Reinbold and, and Dennis Thurman uh, have been great additions. Um, you know, it, it's. It's nice to get guys that uh, that 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 have so much experience in the game, and and, and again, I said it before, it's, it's it's really instant credibility when they talk about you know the guys that they've coached and what they're asking you to do, and so the the, the, the defense is really responding well to those guys. You know, it's it's funny when. Uh... Out of practice the other day, I went over and, and at the end and I introduced myself to him, and uh, because I had I asked him, is that is that Dennis Thurman? He said, yeah, yeah, it is. And so I kind of just went up and and uh, so I you know, I'd heard of him, of course, from time he was a player. So I mean, there's not a lot of guys probably can say that, but um, that yeah. are here. But but any, but he's been an impressive fixture, I think on teams and, and staffs as well uh, as, you know, as well. And the, the, taking the risk to come out here, I thought was, uh, it's an adventurous spirit. Yeah, I, I, I am very grateful. You know, um, you know, there's, there's, <coughs> I'm catching, I'm catching, you know, uh, these three coaches a time in their life where, um, you know, they, they, they were on a path and, and, and I guess, I guess in this profession, you're really chasing stability. And so, uh, you know, him being around uh, the Ryans, Rex, and those guys, and, and Dad being around Drew, and, and Jeff kind of just being that free spirit, 
but but Jeff Jeff falls in a different category. His his love and passion for Hawaii is it can't be matched. And yeah, um, really and, and I'm and I'm I'm really I'm really uh, I'm really grateful and blessed to have these guys at this time of their life where you know uh, they're not you know they're 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 kind of buy everything and they're they all they want to do is help all they want to do is uh is, is coach and, and and be around good kids and I, and, I, and I think this this past January when they saw us training our guys in what we call uh, mental toughness awareness month. Um, you know, they saw how hard these guys were working, and they had a real good appreciation. And it's got—it's really the mental toughness awareness month when we're training them for three weeks. It's really old school, just kick butt training. You know, it really has nothing to do with football. It has everything to do with effort, toughness, mental toughness, uh, the want to, the want to just push through, fight for each other, um, and 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 they they got to see that, and then it, it really just showed what type of special kids that they were, were in this program and what we we're building as a culture and uh, where we're at right now. And so um, I think the combination of those things just got them really excited and fired up to coach these guys. Well, I think that's really, uh, when you when you talk about the things that are important in a program, I think that's got to be one of them. I mean, to get the, it's now you guys have, it's not just players buying into the coaches, it's the coaches buying into the players, yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. I, you know, we we really believe in our development of our players and 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 uh, and the building and the relationship part. I mean, um, and that goes back to and that really goes back to playing and, and understanding a player. You know, uh, the sure. more you can, the more you build the relationship with the player and and get them to understand how important these things are. And and and, and really, football is just a microcosm of life, right? It, all the effort, all the hard work, all the discipline, all the sacrifice that you put in, you're gonna have to do those things in real life, and that's all we, that's all we're doing is telling these kids is that, man, football is just a small part of life. It's not everything, but listen, when you you enjoy it, you want to do well, you want to do, you want to be good. Well, this is the things that it's gonna take, and and really, um, that's where the development starts. It starts with that type of mindset, and uh, and, and 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 these guys, you know, these guys been through it, and they they understand that. Timmy, what do you look at as your biggest challenges in this particular season? What are you What are you hoping for? What do you expect? What is your uh, you know What's your sort of prognosis on the season? Well, you know, it's again, it's going to be a tough schedule. The Mountain West has not been uh, a, a, a a league where it's you can just show up on Saturdays and expect to beat teams. Um, you know, and, and, and so it's, it's, it's going to be a tough schedule. There's, there's really good teams. Uh, we, we play the, I, I guess I like to call them the States on the road, uh, Utah, Fresno, San Diego. Um, and, and it's, it's not going to be easy. And you, then you got, you know, UNLV came out of nowhere. And again, uh, you know, with, with the, the different land, the, the landscape that goes on and, and transfer port, all that UNLV started to get really good. Uh, you know, Boise goes through a little turmoil, and then they win the conference. They're coming; they're all coming here to play. And so, um, you know, for us, we just got to play one game at a time, man. And we got to play our game, and we got to execute. I mean, you know, the offense is getting. This is the second year of being in the run and shoot. Uh, I expect us to be better. Um, Dan has has played a big part in in uh, 
correcting us and, and getting us all on the same page and getting quarterback on the same page with receiver. Uh, there's a big – I mean, I can see the improvement already since he's been here. Um, you know, and on defense, I expect us to be better and, and get after get after quarterbacks and, 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 and you know, create, create turnovers. And so if we can do those things at a high level, um, you know, I, I expect us to be really competitive. But it just starts to – you know, it, it really – it could go either way, man. I mean, it could go. You can have a 500 season. You can have a, a plus 500 season. You can have a, a sub 500 season, and it all really just depends. It all really just depends on the the, the luck and 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 what you really do and how how well you can make these plays. How would you describe the talent level this year as a, as opposed to last? Do you think you've constantly improved? Yeah, I, I would say I would say so. Yes, um, and and. Uh, and the, the the reason why is that, you know, this, this I mean, this is signing day. And I, re, I remember 10 years ago, this was really signing day. Somewhere about five years ago, this day has kind of dwindled down a little bit because of all the new rulings and the, and the, new, the new landscape of college football. And so, uh, you know, you gotta, you got to bring in the right pieces. And, uh, and, and really for us, you know, we've been developmental. And we chose to go the developmental route. We took we took athletes and players that you know really other coaches didn't you know didn't really want, didn't really look to look to get. Um, but we're building those guys, and and that's what football is. You know, you don't you don't you don't you don't sacrifice speed, you don't sacrifice size, but you take guys that uh, that that are going to come here, that are going to work hard, and you're going to build them into players. And and we're, we're starting to see that. With some of our guys that you know, when I came in my first year, these guys are going into now they're they're you know going into their second and third season, um, and they're starting to get better, and uh, and that's important. And and so, yeah, I think our roster is a lot better than what we were when we started with. Um, now we just got to get these guys to uh, play together, play for each other, and do their job. You know, one of the things that, that I, an event like this dinner tonight is we didn't have this a few years back. This is kind of a new deal, yeah. Yeah, uh, you know um, the cause. Uh, our, our booster club, the cause, putting it on. Um, it's a, it's a way for fans to engage. Uh, I'm very grateful to the, to the to the to the people that do come out and and pay for the tables and and get around us. But you know, we do put ourselves out there, um, and we want to be out there. Uh, you know, it's, I I think it's really important that um, you know our staff, our players. Uh, the fans, uh, you know, we are their we are their team here um, in Hawaii, and we represent them. And so, you know, anytime we can get out is is uh, you know, it's we're, we're looking forward to the fact, you know, um, uh, you know, this is the time of year for our players and our staff to get out and do community engagement. And so, you know, they they've been to the food banks. Uh, you know, if anybody's listening and you're a teacher or an administrator and you want us to come to your school. You know, I was just talking. I think we're going to uh, my my elementary, as well as Kahala in March, um, and some other schools that uh, that you know that if I had a family relationship or one degree away, they'd hit me up and say, "Hey, can you come do a book reading or you know come to this event?" And so we do several of those during this time of year because we're off. Um, you know, when when it's August to December, it's really tough for us to get out because we're so engaged with our our twelve thirteen game season. But um, but this is the time for us to engage in the community. So just like this dinner tonight, 
Um, you know, this is this is the time for you to hear our coaches talk about the exciting upcoming season and the and the new players that we got coming in. Well, I think that you gotta have you gotta have a spirit to start with. And if you have that, everything will will work. That's sort of my feeling about it. And I'm looking forward to tonight. And we're going to meet some of the new kids and some of the uh, veteran players and the new coaches. And I, I think it should be a great night. No, I, 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 I think so, too. If, if, uh, if you guys get time to come out to the Sheraton 5 o'clock, um, you know, we can buy t- you can buy tickets online and, uh, and, and get to these tables with, with some of our uh, supportive fans and our, and our boosters and, um, really, we're just going to be talking about our guys. You get to meet our guys, get to meet our new coaches, get to meet the old coaches. But uh, but you get to feel the buzz around, uh, you know, what what makes Hawaii football exciting. And, um, and, and these guys will be out there. No, I think it's going to be terrific. Timmy, I'll let you get back to your busy day. But thank you so much for stopping by with us. Uh, I appreciate you having me on, Bobby. We'll, we'll see you tonight. All good. Timmy Chang, in, uh, uh, who I actually is a pretty good host on these things. He gets ex- gets excited about us. He, he, uh, it, he hooks people up and introduces them and makes sure people get a sense of the program. Really good stuff. It's 36 minutes past. Shall we take a quick timeout? Let's do it right now. We'll be back on ESPN Honolulu. Welcome back on this Wednesday edition of the program. We talked about all the busy events going on this week and really is a ton of UH stuff, of course, and all that wrapped around the Super Bowl. I, you know, I don't watch too much of the ancillary stuff. I mean, I love the Super Bowl game because it's the highest element of competition in the NFL. I mean, it's it's the most... It's a game people take most seriously. It's the game everybody bets on. It's it's the it's the one everybody talks about for the two weeks before the game. It's a it is number one, no question about it. But on the other hand, I think there's all the other things going on contribute to it. I mean, there's basketball and baseball is starting and volleyball's in midseason. It's in, if you're in Hawaii, it's an unbelievable place to be center season. So I think it's it's fabulous. I know we have baseball going to be starting up fairly soon, and uh, that'll be coming up this month. So it's all great. I, I just think it's a terrific time. And if you're involved in sports, this is it. This is the this is the time of year to really crank it up. The uh, I hope people will come tonight to the uh, National Letter of Intent dinner because I think that'll be a great chance to engage and and meet with a lot of the team members. Listen, this is what makes a team so much fun to watch. You get to know a little bit about them. You you have a sense of them. And I think that you'll really enjoy meeting the coaches. I only met Dennis Thurman for the first time earlier the week, and he was terrific. Um, really good. I think it was Saturday, if I'm not mistaken. He was terrific. And uh, I think everybody will really like a guy that's that experienced 
and not to mention some of our former coaches who are now back for a second stint, which is terrific. Well, I suppose I'd say in some ways Dan Morrison's never really been gone because he has frequently come down to help whether it was Rolo, and it didn't matter who it was. He would come down to help whoever needed it and uh, or, or desired it and thought the interaction would help the current players. He was always willing to come down. When he was free, he came. And uh, to me, that was a tremendous connection. He was a, I, I thought he was a no-brainer to, to hire as a Timmy assistant because he's such a good quarterback's coach, so calm. Um, you know, he just has that unbelievable self-control never gets you never see him yelling on the sidelines or speaking harshly to people he's pretty matter of fact about you know what needs to be done i think it's if i was a quarterback i think it would be the absolutely perfect personality some guys maybe defensive players i know that john veneri used to talk about it like some of the defensive guys, coaches, want players to run around like their hair's on fire. You don't really – that's not really what you're striving for with quarterbacks. I, I think you're looking for a much more uh, contemplative. You're looking for, you know, a little more intellect in there. You want to make sure you know what you're doing, that people are on the same page. It's not that, you know – basically almost uncontrolled aggression and a very, very different deal. So within a football team, you might be, you might have five different personality types or basic personality types, things like kickers and quarterbacks and, you know, the guys that absolutely have to be functionally perfect. I mean, that's their goal. Whereas you get a linebacker, he's not looking, he's looking to be perpetually violent. I mean, it's very different. And I think the for offensive and defensive linemen, that's a, a ballet that goes through all game long. And it requires an incredible attention to detail, which is kind of fun. I, I think that, uh, that if I was playing, I would have to say, I think defensive line might appeal more than offensive line. A little bit. I'm just saying, because you do have a chance that you see guys freelancing a little bit. Uh, they can take the, the 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 jack the coat off, sort of, and get down to business. And so, but very different from every position, and that's part of the fun. And I th also think it's something this particular staff will be expert at. You're going to get the right kind of teaching at the right positions, and I'm excited about what Dennis Thurman can do at the uh, at the defensive coordinator spot. I actually, I think he and Chris Brown are going to get along like gangbusters. That should really be fun to watch. 45 minutes past the hour. If you have something you want to chat about, go ahead and uh, jingle us up. 296-1420. Men's basketball tomorrow on the road. Men at home. Uh, is that right? Yeah, men at home. So that'll be great, great too. And, and because I think with the men facing UC San Diego, I think if people haven't really seen them, you're going to be amazed how good they are. This does not look like a team getting ready on a trial run to get to your level of competition. They're already there. Just, I mean, I, I could be, I could spin it, but they're, they're there. And I don't really think they needed to wait this long. I think that was too long. A four-year apprenticeship to get to the level, I think, is too long. And they were—they had proven 
that they were capable of better than that before this. If you uh, if you have something you want to chat about, go ahead. 296-1420. Got some Super Bowl talk. I don't know. Some people are, are in. I saw someone say, well, are we going to get an engagement at the end of this game? I was like, I don't think so. I very much doubt that. Why would that be on his turf and not hers? I, I don't see any reason. They'd have to find a way to sink those, and I don't think you're going to do that. Plus, who's going to be in the mood for an engagement party if you lose? I just think there's always that. This is a big deal. And uh, what I one of the things I kind of like about, uh, about uh, Taylor, as he calls her Tay, she, she seems to get how important this is to these guys. She's she's right along into it. She's she's you can see her. She's cheering her head off and and really going for it. So I I think that makes it a little more palatable to a lot of the men that was that were initially a little put off by ah oh, you know this is not this is not this is our stuff. This is not your stuff. But it can be everybody's stuff, and why not? And I think the NFL is thrilled with the kind of crowds that are coming out. And the people, the number of female fans that are paying attention. That's all good stuff if you're the NFL. And uh, go ahead if you have something you want to talk about. 808-296-1420. Feel free. You can jump in with us and uh, get to us as you like. And uh, a couple of things we haven't gotten to yet. Leading receiver in this game. Who do you think it's going to be? I actually have two players on Kansas City that I think, I mean, on uh, uh, San Francisco, I think it's going to be between. I think it's going to be between Debo Samuel and uh, George Kittle. Does that seem unreasonable? I think that's, I think that's quite possible. Um, that, and if those two guys both have really good games, that could, that could throw the balance here towards San Francisco, I think. That's the one thing they don't have is a lot of deep threats. And, uh, you know, listen, you, you do with what you have. And Patrick Mahomes, nobody does it better with what he has than he does. That's my mind anyway. He, I think he's terrific at it. Uh, 808-296-1420 if you have some final thoughts. we got to take a last time out, and then we'll be right back on ESPN Honolulu. This is the one week during the wintertime, the seemingly that basketball, both college and pro, take a bit of a back seat. Although I think if it's your college, it's never so much of the back seat. I, that always looms. But I think the NBA does take a back seat during the Super Bowl week. And there's not much they can do about that. That's just, that's a, that's a battle they're not going to win. So they can just uh, hold steady on that one because there's, a, there's still a lot going on in, in the NBA. Now, I, I tend to think that without a full strength, the Joel Embiid, that they're not going to be much in the run. I don't think for for this title. I just not I'm not seeing that. I mean, you got Tyrese Maxey, but you don't have enough else. I don't think to to put you over the top without an extraordinary performance by Joel Embiid. I mean, he needs to be to the 76ers what Jokic is to the 
the Denver Nuggets. I, I think if he's not that, that's it's, there's really very little chance that the Sixers win the uh, the NBA title. I am a little. I expected a little bit more out of Milwaukee. That may still come. That may still be, you know, just sort of a long adjustment period to each other for Giannis and and Damon, uh, Damian Lillard. So I don't know yet that that's the case, but that could be. And but I am flabbergasted by the occasional really poor efforts by Boston. Boston looked to me to be a ton the best in the East initially. And now they don't. They don't necessarily look like that. That loss to the Lakers was hard to believe, when the Lakers didn't have either AD or LeBron. That's hard to do, but they did it. And so, of course, that makes the Lakers very happy because they're starting to dream big dreams. Just when everybody was writing them off as a mediocrity, now it looks like people disagree with that somewhat. So I th- I thought that was really quite something. Um, do the will they rally uh, the Boston Celtics? Will they start to put consistency together? I don't know, and I nor do I know if the Lakers will start to play extraordinarily well. I I think those two things are in doubt. So we'll see. We could be getting another brand new. Remember when Miami was in the finals? I don't think anybody expected that. Maybe this would, could be that kind of a year. And uh, But I'll be interested to see. I mean, I wonder who will be this year's Austin Reeves. Austin Reeves was so good last year, people couldn't believe it. And now everybody's sort of settled in like he's just a regular member of the cast. And uh, I suppose at this point he is. And uh, good for him because he basically won that game for them the other night without AD or LeBron. Okay, here's another question before we go, though. Can you imagine? I just am having trouble picturing LeBron wearing the same color as Bronny James. I just don't know how that's going to work out. I think I'm one of a number of people that's somewhat doubtful about whether or not Bronny is an NBA player. I, I don't I don't think that's a absolute proven entity. So he could take a step backwards very clearly. That could happen. And that wouldn't shock me, to be honest with you, that that if it does happen. Because it's uh yeah, it's a lot of pressure on Bronny James. People don't realize how much pressure that could be. You know, I don't know how he handles that, but if he doesn't handle that well, that could remove all doubt. His father's going to have to be helpful on that one. That is going to wrap us up. It'll be Josh in with uh, Tanner Hayworth this morning. Uh, and so please enjoy that, and we will uh, see you tomorrow with a little recap of the National Letter of Intent Day. For Tanner Hayworth, from all of us at ESPN Honolulu, I'm Bobby Curran. Aloha.